To feel like they are defeated Too weak to stand back up and fight Father wants to run and he is waiting Like a father with arms open wide Won't you lift your eyes from the See where true love 
Good morning and welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song? Thank you. 
morning, everybody. Let us go to God in prayer, so he would please bow your heads. Great and gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks this morning for this chance to be together. And Lord, I ask that you, you just calm us, relieve us from that anxiety, that, that unsureness that we have, and let us rest in you this morning. Lord, I ask that you bless the message we're about to receive as the music we're about to play in our fellowship time together. Lord, we pray all of this in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen.
You may be seated. What I love about that song is it um, leaves no room to uh, answer a question. I mean, how are we ever going to deal with sin? In Christ alone. And no matter how hard we try, no matter what we do, we cannot deal with our sin. Somebody else had to, and in fact, somebody else wanted to. So God sent his son Jesus to come to this earth, to go to a cross, to be placed into a tomb, and then rose again on the third day. I mean, that's the rhythm of God's love for people like you and me. So what I'd like to do at this time is take us in a time of prayer to confess that sin and to acknowledge our need for a Savior. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we think of this very moment, as we sit in your house today, we, we bring in with us a lot of baggage. And let's just use the word that you use. It's sin. Um, our sin against you, our sin against others. Uh, and if we were left on our own with that sin, we would be lost forever. But you would have none of that. And so... With a great amount of love and great wisdom, you put into motion the plan of salvation. And we praise you for all that you accomplished through your son. In fact, when he said it is finished, the payment for sin was taken care of. So thank you. Thank you that as we sit here today and whatever sin that, that has bombarded us this last week, we can lay before you and we can know that in Christ alone we have forgiveness and life and salvation and peace and joy. Thank you. Thank you for that. And we pray now that your Holy Spirit would keep bringing to mind that truth. And we pray that whenever the enemy wants to accuse us, when the enemy wants us uh, to forget where we come from in our connection to you, that your spirit would remind us that we belong to you and that you love us and never will leave us or forsake us. So thank you for that good news and we give all thanks and praise as we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. So hold on to that truth, hold on to it tightly, uh, because it is the truth that's going to move us from this earth ultimately into the glories of heaven, and it comes from Jesus to you.
All right, a couple quick announcements as we uh, continue in worship. Um, I know we have some guests here today. We're glad that you're with us in worship. We invite you to come back. But if you would, before you leave, make yourself known. And there's two ways to do that. Number one, stop at Next Steps in the family gathering area. And we'd like to meet you, greet you, and give you a gift. Uh, but if you would rather, you could text 1C guest to 94000, and that would let us know you're here, and then we could maybe answer any questions you might have. Also, as we continue in worship, if you have any prayer requests, uh, you can let us know. Uh, there are prayer request forms out in the family gathering area, but we also give you an opportunity to text your prayer request to 402-242-5051, and they'll be included in today's worship. So if you have a prayer of thanksgiving or concern, uh, we'd love to be able to uh, have those prayers in service. So do that. Uh, also, a little bit later, we're going to have Holy Communion, or the Lord's Supper. And as a church, we believe wholeheartedly, by faith, that when Jesus was in that upper room 2,000 years ago and he was celebrating the Passover meal that they'd been celebrating for generations, he gave a whole new meaning and significance to that meal. When he had bread in his hand or he had the wine, he said, it is my body, it is my blood for the forgiveness of sins. So that's what we, what we believe here. We believe that he wants to give us um, him, himself in this meal, and he wants to forgive us and strengthen us. So if that's your belief, we'd love for you to join us in this celebration of his love. And hopefully you received the elements when you came in. If you didn't, that's okay. During the next song, if you would, you can make your way into the family gathering area by the kitchen win window, and you could receive the bread and either juice or wine. And then you could be ready for the celebration that'll be in a little bit. As we continue in worship and as we uh, sing the next song, may God be glorified and blessed in all that we do. Amen.
Thank you guys very much. Well, good morning, church. I hope you are well. So, you have probably picked up on a fact. This is not Jim Thielen. And you are right. So, you know, I have this um, honor of, you know, being a, doing a, being a vicar here at 1C as part of this SMP program out of Concordia. And, you know, we've been encouraged um, to begin to take opportunities to start preaching because that's what we're being, we're in this pastoral formation for years. And so Pastor Thielen asked me several weeks ago if I was ready to make, make that leap. And I said with some fear and trembling, I, I think I am. So... I am. So I'm delighted to be with you today. I'm glad you're here. We are here as, as God's people. We know that if we're gathered here, he's here with us. That's a fact, isn't it? Let's open with a word of prayer. Jesus, it is true that you are here. Where two or three are gathered, you said you'd be present. So we can count on that. And we can count on your Holy Spirit being able to move in our hearts and minds as your word is brought into the space out here that you would take that word and you would apply it into each individual life with what's needed because you can look into the heart and oh, you look so deeply and you can unpack what's there. So please, bring us into your presence and, and meet with us. We give you glory. We give you great thanks that that is true for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're doing a passage this morning. Um, comes out of Isaiah chapter 51, verses 1 through 3. If you have a phone or a tablet or if you've got, you know, an old school Bible with you here this morning, feel free to open that up and, and follow along. Here's what Isaiah 51, 1 through 3 has to say. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the quarry from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah who bore you. For he was but one when I called him, that I might bless him and multiply him. For the Lord comforts Zion. He comforts all her waste places and makes her wilderness like Eden. Her desert, like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her, thanksgiving and the voice of song. This is God's word. So we're going to talk a little bit about today, this topic, don't forget where you came from. I mean, have some things to say about, well, what does that mean? And it's got something to do with, you know, where do we place our identity? Where is our true identity really found? But before we do that, um, you know, I just want to say that this is the first lesson in a new series that we're starting. It's called In God We Trust. But before we get going on that, let's take a brief rewind back to last week when Pastor Jim did a really good teaching as he wrapped up the series uh, Living and Acting as Saints. He had a great message last week, don't you think? It was on the beauty and the application of John 17. 
also known as Jesus' high priestly prayer. He prays for his disciples. He prays for the disciples that are to come across all time. He offers this glorious prayer to the Father. And one of the things that's in that prayer is this theme of unity. And that's what Pastor Jim touched on last week. And in and, and the verse, the, the, the way Jesus says it is, for I'm no longer going to be visible in the world. They will continue in the world while I return to you. Holy Father, guard them as they pursue this life that you conferred as a gift through me so they can be one heart and mind as we are one heart and mind. Oh my. That is a profound type of unity. And it is so profound that we can't produce it on our own. It comes, it's a work of the Spirit in us. But you know what? It should be the norm among believers. It's a, it's a, it's a unity that's, that's of a common mind, a common purpose, mutual love, togetherness in mission. It's a unity that it goes way beyond just organizational unity. It's relational. It's a reality. It's a relational reality achieved only through the work of God's spirit. But because we're broken by sin, we will always fall short of attaining this kind of unity. We'll fall short individually. We'll fall short as the church. But I think there's a however. Even in our attempts to practice that, even if we partially realize this kind of unity, it makes our witness bold to the world. It's a display of God's glory. And I think that in return... We get joy as we learn to operate in unity. And so a little bit more on, on how does identity tie into that is coming. And then as we, as we go to next week, we're going to reflect on, guess what? There's more where this came from. So let's begin to take a look at this notion of identity, this thing of don't forget where you came from. What came to my mind as I was, you know, sitting with this over the last couple weeks was family. So lots of my identity and who I am today comes from the years of, you know, growing up in central Ohio, Marion, Ohio, my hometown. And my family, probably like yours, had rituals and traditions, and all of those contributed to who we are. My particular memory about rituals and traditions is um, tied to Christmas and Advent. Um, my mom and dad, my brother, my sister, myself, we were um, connected to a faith community at Emmanuel Lutheran Church. And what I remember, you know, I remember my catechism classes, and I remember a lot about Christmas and Advent because it, they just seemed to do it really well, to really get it about Jesus' birth. I mean, and there was so much beauty and music and um, great teaching and just glory around that season. And it began to form me. I know that it has begun to form me and make me part of who I am today. There's this, and that's good, and it's good for me and it's good for you that those are experiences and families are important. However, there's a much richer formation of identity that happens to you and I as Christ followers. 
So we're going to consider just a, a couple of thoughts on our identity being anchored in Jesus. When someone comes to faith in Jesus, he or she gets a new identity and we get this assurance that we've been chosen. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Here's how it's said in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. When we are in Christ, when faith to believe has been created in us, this lifelong radical change in our personhood kind of gets set into motion. New creation. What is, what is that? What does that mean? So what is it that becomes new? There's probably, you know, we could probably create a long list. You can, you're probably building one in your mind right now. What is it that becomes new? If anyone's in Christ, he is a new creation. Well, I, you know, a couple things that I thought of were how, do, how I think becomes new, how I speak becomes new, how I act becomes new. Might these be some major categories in our lives that begin to be transformed when we become in Christ, when we are made new? So this passage is saying a, you know, several different things. One of them is, and this is great news, that all the old stuff begins to fade away. And it starts beginning replaced with new stuff. Things that Jesus brings to us. Jesus begins to create in us new ways of thinking, speaking, and acting. And his spirit does that work in us. So another passage that kind of connects to this uh, idea of identity, Ephesians 1, 4. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. Now, this is, a, this is a big deal. This is really huge because God chose you and me before he chose anyone or anything else. Before the foundation of the world. We were chosen. We are loved. We are accepted in Christ. Do you see it? Do you see new creation? Do you see being made new? Do you see being chosen first before anything else? I mean, even before the foundations of the world were laid, Jesus said, you, me, I choose you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to accept you. I think that's quite lovely. But I forget it a lot of times. I'll have to say it's not with me every waking hour of the day. So in some way, I need for God to remind me of that truth. He needs to remind me that I am his. He needs to remind me that my identity is anchored in Jesus. And what are some ways that he might do that? I got a handful to suggest, and you probably can think of some other ones. One of them is he does it through the Spirit working in us. The Spirit working in us reminds us that we belong to Jesus. And if you hang with me for a few minutes, I want to just share kind of a personal story in my life 
that brings this so crystal clear, and it has for several years. There were, there were stretches of time after the death of my first wife when I had these words in my head. I was, I was her caregiver for 10 years, and there were good times and there were bad times, and I did some things well and I did some things not very well. And even after Margie died, in the years gone beyond, here's what I sometimes hear in my head and in my heart. Oh, you could have done more. Ah, you should have done more. Why didn't you do more? Why weren't you more kind? What were those words you just said? They're accusing words. And there's absolutely no light in my soul when that kind of language is rattling around in my head. I can remember, I don't know, over a long stretch of time, but God comes into those times of that language in my, in my head, and, and he reminds me in my circumstances, he reminded me, Randy, do two things. Pursue Jesus through prayer. Pursue Jesus through time, and time that you spend in his word. And I would, you know, weekly step in that direction, and, and, and it would begin to it would begin to make sense. And as I would spend time with Jesus in prayer and spend time with Jesus in his word, every single time, without exception, there was this slow drawing back to himself. He slowly drew me back. He slowly reminded me of something very important, that I am not the sum total of my failures. I am his. I am his. He bought me, and it cost him everything. So I'm quite certain that I belong to him. So through that story, that did happen, and it continues to happen. And that's my story. And I know that in this sanctuary this morning, there are a host of stories out there. You've got your own, and it's unique because it belongs to you. And God's Spirit knows you so well that he is able to come into that story and bring those reminders in very individual and profound ways. He can do that. So there's the first thing that I'm thinking of about how does he remind me through his spirit. He reminds me through his word. In our text today, it shows how God comforts his people. In this, in this passage, he is comforting Zion. He, the Jewish people have experienced this season of exile because of their unfaithfulness. And Isaiah is prophesying about that. He's prophesying that they, they are going to know in their exile waste places. They are going to know wilderness places. They are going to know desert places places. These are going to be places where there's no hope, there's no comfort. It's bleak. But God comforts. 
And you know, that verse 3 in that passage talks about how he does this. And you know what? That, that comfort is available to us right here, right now, in November of 2020. He does this for his children. He comforts. And I'm banking on something I think is probably true, that if you've walked with Jesus for any amount of time at all, you probably have experienced his comfort through engaging with the scriptures, through engaging with prayer. You probably know God's comfort in some way. There's another way of God reminding us that we are his, and that is through the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Galatians 2.20 says it like this. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. That is a game changer, isn't it? We get to participate in this life, death, and resurrection. We've been crucified with him. He lives in us. We go about our days in this flesh, you know, but we live in by faith in the Son of God. He loved me. He gave himself up for me. That is a daily reminder that we belong to him. The fourth one is he reminds us that we belong to him through the fellowship that we enjoy as a community of saints. Acts 2.42 says this. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Now, this was something that was happening back in the first century when the church was forming. Is it still happening? Is it here now in the 21st century in the church? Are we still in fellowship? Are we still gathering around teaching and worship? Of course we are. Yeah. It's happening right here, this morning, right now. It happens here at 1C throughout the week in various ways. And I was reminded of the mission statement of 1C, which I think is just outstanding. Up, in, out. In the up, we experience God's presence. God's presence is here this morning. This is, this is an up moment for us. In the end, we explore life and we explore faith together. And in the out, we expand the mission of Jesus beyond our walls. So yeah, through the fellowship of the community of saints, God's remind us in all these ways, in the up, in, and out, that he is with us. So he can use an, an infinite number of ways to remind us that we belong to him. We looked at four of them, through his spirit, through his word, through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, and through the fellowship we enjoy with one another. It might be a good practice to be alert to what he's doing in our worlds, don't you think? Be alert. To how is God moving on this Thursday afternoon at 1.30? So that we're aware that our identity comes from Jesus. At any given moment, we can be aware of that. And we have experiences, and I'm just wondering, what are your experiences? What are my experiences with Jesus that remind you that you belong to him? So what are the implications of belonging to God? Well, 
there's probably many, uh, a couple. It means that you and I, as in the language of our, of our text this morning, those who pursue righteousness, those who seek the Lord, it means that we have a new mission. We have a new purpose. And it's Jesus' mission and Jesus' purpose. And we are in this process of becoming his disciples. And it means that we can be in relationship with a God who comforts us. And it means we are known by the one, capital O, by the one who laid down his life for us. So, why, if I am in Christ, why, if I belong to Christ, and I do, and you do, how's come I sometimes feel out of sync with other people? How's come I sometimes feel discord and conflict, not unity? How's come I sometimes have feelings of, I don't know, I just feel unwholesome. I feel disordered. Well, you probably guessed the short answer. It's sin. Okay? Sin contributes to those things. There's a great big however right here. However, God has given us a remedy for sin. Here's one way to say it. It is this. It's to come to grips with this question. Who is Jesus and what has he accomplished? So in the Isaiah 51 passage, Isaiah is describing the conditions of exile for the Jewish people. And, and again, he uses this language, waste places, wilderness, desert. I suppose we, those are words that could apply to a life that's dis, disrupted, Discord has entered our life through sin, that we, we have seasons of being in waste places in wilderness and desert. But God has responded to that. He doesn't leave us. He knows we're going to have those places this side of heaven. He doesn't leave us there. He doesn't just say, whew, too bad for you. Hope you can get that worked out. No. He has a response to my disordered condition. And the response, of course, is Jesus. So what does God do to transform our waste places, our wilderness, our deserts? Well, in utterly remarkable ways, he meets with me and with you to comfort and then to transform those places. And in the text, they're transformed into Eden. And they're transformed into his very own garden. And in those places, he creates joy, gladness, thanksgiving, and song. Astounding, isn't it? So I want to close with a passage that beautifully illustrates who this Jesus is. And what he has done. I'm sorry for the click on the microphone. It's an Isaiah passage, 53, 4 through 6. It's a great text that Isaiah prophesied about the Messiah. And it says this. 
Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned, every one, to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. That's what he's done for us. Let's just close in prayer. Jesus, just to say again a thank you. You were here. You met with us. Your word was present. We trust that you've delivered it into hearts as hearts have needed it. So we give you back our lives. And we trust you going forward with whatever you bring our way that you're going to meet us there. And you're going to remind us that our identity is indeed anchored in you. Thank you so much. In your great name we pray. Amen. Almighty God, we come to your house this morning to leave our burdens at the foot of the cross. Hear our prayers from our 1C family. Prayers from my family. Big changes are happening and we need guidance. For Joe, who received a double lung transplant yesterday. Also be with the donor's family as they grieve the loss of a loved one. Prayers for Eros and all law enforcement. Prayers for Pastor Jim and his family. For my wife Donna, who suffered a stroke and needs all your support. Also give our family your continued blessings as we pray for her. Prayers for Peggy, who went to join the Lord after an extended fight with cancer. Please bless her family with your support. Lifting prayers of strength and comfort for our friend Jane Cook as she progresses through cancer treatments. Lifting her family as well, because no one fights alone. For Freya and Cadence, healing from COVID. Prayers for speedier, speedier recovery and return to work for a speedy recovery from COVID that I don't end up in the hospital. For my mom, Alice, who is in rehab due to COVID-19. Prayers as she gets stronger and strengthen her 88-year-old body. And also, please pray for me as I am recovering from COVID and getting stronger each day. For my dad in the hospital battling COVID, give him strength and courage to battle through it. For my cousin Cadence and her family as they get better from COVID. Prayer and healing for the Redford family, Redfern family as they recover from positive test results. And for all their family and friends who quarantine during this time. Lord, please place your healing hands on my brother who is in the hospital with the virus and low oxygen levels. Please help him heal and comfort him. For healing of all of those who are afflicted with the virus, for strength for our healthcare workers. Prayers for my family in Colorado, family in Phoenix, the fires in Colorado and California. For my brother as he deals with the virus, please heal and protect him. Prayers for myself, I'm in depression. Please help me raise above it. For my brothers at the Phoenix house to stay strong become better people in their recovery 
but you will help us in making the decision to move to move an easy one and for healing of all the sick. Celebrating 19 years of marriage with my husband, Craig, this week. Thankful for everything we've been through and everything that's yet to come. For guidance with some life changes coming soon and also guidance for her youngest daughter as she transitions out of her own as a young adult. Thank you, Lord, for guiding our election process and keeping the voters, poll workers, and counters safe. Please continue to guide President-elect Biden, his team, and the transition process. Please help heal our nation. Please place a hedge of protection around me and my family and heal our nation from the virus. And wrap your loving arms around my children as their future and their future spouses. Please guide them down the paths you chose for them. Gracious God, in Christ alone, we place our trust in you and in you only. Great are you, Lord. We thank you for your never-ending grace, mercy, and love through your son, Jesus, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Ready for the celebration? Called Holy Communion. So if you would, please take the elements out. And what I do first is I'm going to share with you the scriptures in which we find the words of institution, where Jesus uh, started this great gift that's given for you and me. And then afterward, then we will go through and receive each element. So our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you this do in remembrance of me. And then in the same way also he took the cup after supper and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink of it all of you. This cup is the new testament of my blood which is given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. So if you would take the bread. And then take and eat. This is the body of Christ given for you. Then if you would, take the wine or the juice. And take and drink. This is the blood of Jesus shed for you. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we, we thank you. You've given us uh, your all in your sacrifice, your death, and you've given us the best. In this meal, you are truly present. In this meal, our sins are forgiven. In this meal, our faith is strengthened. And in this meal, we're reminded, you will always be with us because of your love for us. And so we pray that this meal would remind us 
where we come from. That this meal would remind us that we are connected to you and our Heavenly Father because of your great love. So thank you again for all of these blessings, and we pray them in the name of Jesus. Amen. see now with open eyes darkest water and deepest pain I wouldn't trade it for anything cause my brokenness brought me to you and these wounds are a story of you so I'm thankful for the scars, cause without them I would know your heart. And I know they'll always tell of who you are. So forever I am thankful for the scars. Now I'm standing confidence with the strength of your faithfulness and I'm not who
We have a great opportunity for students this summer, uh, July 18th through the 24th, current 8th through 12th graders. Highly encourage you to go online, check out more about this mission trip to Kansas City, Missouri. It's going to be a great time of, of growth, spiritual growth, serving homeless people, kids, uh, serving through urban farming, and then also going on adventure as well. Um, and Leader Trek's organization is prepared to do low contact mission trip, if that's what we need to do, depending on where we are at with COVID. Um, but they are, are determined to keep us safe while we go on mission with Jesus. So highly encourage you to go online, register for that. You can go on our website, onecchurch.com, or on our church center app and register for that. Um, we are already working on fundraising for that. Um, and that brings us to this Saturday, our vendor fair. So Vendor Fair is a great community event. Um, it's also an opportunity, if you are interested in going on the summer mission trip, youth, um, call the church office, email the church office, talk to me, talk to Carrie. Um, we've got ways that you can be involved uh, to help with the Vendor Fair and also earn funds towards the summer mission trip. And that Vendor Fair is this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. here at the sanctuary. Um, and then on Thanksgiving, we have our community Thanksgiving meal. And doing a little bit different this year, we are doing um, deliveries and drive-through pickup only. So we will not be having meals here in the building, um, but still plenty of ways to get involved, to serve, to make an impact in our community, um, or to request meals to be delivered or to swing by and pick up. And you can do both of those, volunteer and request meals on our website, 1cchurch.com. Um, and then again, also on our church center app. So please rise as we get ready to sing our last song, and then also as we receive God's blessing. Um, go reminded who you are in Christ, a love-forgiven child of God. And these are God's words of blessing to you, his children. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you peace. Amen. Oh 
everybody go in peace and serve the Lord. Shame at the door, cause it ain't well. 